129 at Harris. No comps. I can get Monday comped, though. They probably jerk jacked our rate, rates up because they're like, we've sold out thanks to the Lucky Sunday meetup. All Marina casinos totally sold out. Well, apparently not because I have comps at Harris, but not at the boardwalk. Howdy, it's Wednesday, June 7th, 2017, and this is episode 47 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined as always by Craig Stone. What's going on, Craig? I am ready to plan a trip, so I'm pretty pumped. That was a lot of sevens in the intro. Did you notice that? Sevens? Oh, with the 17, June 7th. 7th, episode 47. That's a lot. It's lucky, though. 777, we're hitting a jackpot. Yeah. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. So, uh, speaking of Sunday, uh, we're doing a meetup in Atlantic City at the deck at Golden Nugget at 4 p.m. Uh, with food and, and beer and outdoor blackjack. Uh, so, if you are in the area, you should totally come. If you're not in the area, you should make the trip. Yeah, t- absolutely. Uh, so, we'll be there at 4. Um, will you be there at 4? Have you can <laughs> figured that uh, out? Yeah, I should be there by 4. Okay. Uh, so we'll probably hang out there for a little bit, drink some beers, maybe play some outdoor blackjack. After that, I expect we will head in and play some craps. So if you're getting there after like 5.30 or so, check our Twitter, which is at do4awin, and see if we have migrated to someplace else to play craps. You can find the info about the meetup on our website, doforawin.com. There's also an event in the Facebook group if you want to check in there to say that you're going. I'll link to that in the show notes. So, uh, yeah, it'll definitely be good to see see everybody. Uh, Let us know if you're planning to go. Obviously, you can just show up if you're feeling spontaneous and decide that morning that you want to make the trip. Anything to add about the meetup, Kyle? Not really. I'm looking forward to seeing some people. Should be a good time. Seems like a decent number of people are going. Yeah, it seems like the weather should be good outside on the deck. Cool thing that we've never done before, so I'm I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Is it is this supposed to be a nice Sunday? I haven't even looked. Uh, it was supposed to be nice when I looked, and Sunday was still in the 15-day forecast, so that really doesn't mean much at all. <laughs> but I'm, I'm assuming it'll be fine. All right. Yeah, let's just go with that. So it'll be nice. Weather forecasts don't change. Uh, no. That's science. Yeah. I read about it on the internet. Why would it change? There's no reason. That's not how (laughs) weather works, Kyle. Should we plow Uh, through the news so we can talk about our trip? Yeah, sounds good. So, I guess the big piece of news is that the Democratic primary for the next mayoral race in Atlantic City has completed, and it looks like Frank Gilliam has won. And has beaten Marty Small and a couple other people, um, but mainly Marty Small. And so the general election is going to be Frank Gilliam versus Don Guardian, it looks like. Um, We have a Press of Atlantic City article linked up. I know Wayne Perry also shared his article in our Facebook group. Um, I have to say, like, I've been following the election a little bit. I think kind of the the one interesting question to come out of this, well, uh, is... Well, for one thing, who's going to win the general election, given that, you know, I, I think normally you'd say that, well, of course, Frank Gilliam's going to win. He's a Democrat. But 
yet here we are with a Republican mayor of Atlantic City right now. But uh, I think the interesting question coming out of this is who is Marty Small going to... Um, what's the word I'm looking for, Craig? Endorse. Endorse. Yeah, in the general election. Because during one of the primaries, a question that was asked to all of the candidates is, will you endorse whoever wins the, the primary? And everyone said yes, except for Marty Small. So I, I think the door is open for him a little bit if he wants to go and endorse Don Guardian. I wouldn't be surprised. They've worked together very closely over the last uh, couple years. So I think it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the, in the general election. So any, anything further from you about that? Uh, just that Marty Small is the city council president, so obviously he's had to work with Don Guardian. And it seemed like they had a pretty good relationship yeah. from what, I I, mean, what Frank, we can tell from 200 miles away. But, or whatever Frank Gilliam was on the city council away. too and, and did not particularly work with either of them. Yeah, which is a little funny that he got the Democratic ticket endorsement and that sort of seemed to seal the the fate of marty small but uh, i mean let's let's be honest. i mean it was pretty close so it was close and it was the absentee ballots that really tilted uh tilted it in favor of of gilliam um i think small actually won in the in the day of um actually people who going went to the to the polls but uh it's interesting i think Whoever this is has a surprisingly uphill battle to climb because I think Don Guardian is fairly popular. Although, again, we're a hundred plus yeah. miles away, we're not on the street there to really hear what's being said. We kind of get everything filtered through the media. Um, but it seems like Guardian was a fairly popular mayor, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens if people kind of push now. Want to get a Democrat back in office? I think Guardian certainly came in with. Uh, on a wave of democratic corruption. So maybe people feel like Gilliam is not that, but yeah, I mean, Gilliam and small had a pretty heated race. And so it'll be interesting to see if small now supports uh guardian or not. Yep. Uh, and, and something else to, to say is that in, in the press of AC article, I believe it said that Marty small has announced he will not be running for public office anymore. After this, he's going to kind of serve out his term as city council president. Uh, so I, I think that makes it all the more likely that he would do something, maybe like endorse Don Guardian, if that's who he would prefer to run the city. But we'll see. We'll see what happens over the next few months. Yeah. Should we move on to non-politics? All right. Uh, the Borgata is now an M-Life property. So do you want to talk about that a bit? I know you have some info from your brother. Yeah, from my brother, from other people on Twitter. Uh, basically... They have made the transition starting today. Now, when you go to Borgata, if you go to the Players Club kiosk, you will get an M Life card instead of a My Borgata Rewards card. Yesterday, June sixth, you could not use your card. You could not redeem your comps. You could not accrue any comp dollars. So, you, and I think you were not getting rated or anything. Uh, I know you were not get, getting rated or anything because my brother happened to be there during this transition. And so at about 11.30 p.m. on Monday, they came around and said to everybody, take your card out of the machine because uh, we're starting this now, which I thought was kind of weird. Like, why not wait another hour or two when a lot of people start going to sleep? Like, 11.30 feels like prime time. Uh, but maybe we got the answer to that in that there were still some troubles with it today. Uh, 
my brother did say very few people were playing on Tuesday morning, the 6th, when he left, but that was a Tuesday morning, so it's hard to really judge if everybody was just turned off by the lack of rating. I mean, I certainly know probably a lot of our listeners would not have played that day. Like, they definitely would have avoided it um, because of that. But uh, Travels Work did tweet today that uh, they were there. Somebody was there, Coach Kitty, who's um, posted in our Facebook group quite a bit um, and posted about the Borgata to MLife transition quite a bit on Travels Work was there and was waiting in line and the system went down and the line got very crowded. And apparently the system just went down repeatedly. So they would have long spans of time where they couldn't print anybody cards and people were getting frustrated. So it seems like it's not a very seamless process. Uh, I know Daryl McEwen, who's seven stars insider said, these things really are a very smooth process, but it does make me wonder if this is going to be a total mess this weekend with a bunch of people coming on Friday and Saturday trying to change their My Borgata Rewards cards out for M-Life because today was Wednesday, and I can't imagine the volume was was anything compared to what it's going to be on a Friday or Saturday in June. Do you have any thoughts? Are you going to avoid Borgata and wait till later to get your M-Life card? Uh, well, I mean, I've been to MGM National Harbor a whole bunch, so it's not like I really need an M-Life card, not to mention all the properties in Vegas, so... So, I mean, you have an M-Life card. Yes. So the the other side of that is that a couple of people in our Facebook group reported that they went yeah. to transfer their My Borgata Awards to M-Life, and they got a different M-Life card they with a, a different number. They got number. a new M-Life card instead of it just transferring to their existing M-Life card. Which is very weird. Not really surprising. I'm, I'm not surprised by that at all. But it is like, well, are these things going to sync up? Presumably. Which one do I want my play to be on yeah i mean it's interesting i would actually be tempted since my rating at borgata sucks to just never transfer it over like is that <laughs> like for now i feel like i should just use my m life card is there any reason not to do that i mean we don't even know what's happening on the back end so anything i say doesn't mean anything but i want you to say it anyway because this is a podcast yeah just just do. use your m life card that you already have okay good plan <laughs> I think that's professional advice from somebody who knows. So just one other thing is I've been looking at the room rates to, to try to book my, my trip this weekend. And uh, since this has happened, the login for the Borgata website, the kind of my Borgata has been down. So presumably it'll be back up at some point. But as of now, it's down. I actually didn't think to check MLife to see if Borgata's up on it, but oh. I kind of doubt it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely... We're going at an interesting time in this transition. Mm-hmm. It's, I guess it's a little earlier than true peak season, but it is a little surprising that they didn't try to knock this out ahead of time. Although it's probably one of those things where they weren't ready before now. <laughs> like there were things going on behind the scenes and this is as early as they could get it out. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't decide. I don't really want to wait in line if the line sucks, but. I'll probably still do it. I mean, I'm staying at Borgata, so there will be some point when I'm there <laughs> where the line is not long, I would suspect. Uh, uh, the Borgata is not on the MLife website, so... Uh, so it, yeah, it's it interesting. just not capable of booking rooms or anything online right now. So, continuing with my sort of baseless speculation, one of the things that I... Because that's what I love to do, if last episode was not a clear enough indicator <laughs> of that. The last 47 episodes? <laughs> yeah, the last 46 and whatever this and, is. Yeah. Uh, 
I've sort of been thinking, like, my rating of Borgata sucks because I sort of go there and play for a little bit because I've never stayed there, obviously. So my day, my average daily theoretical is is usually very small because I go for one or two or three hour stints. Uh, would it make sense to sort of try to reset my play there? Like, not play for a year there, not use my card there for a year and just try to reset with M-Life. So the thing about M-Life is I haven't been to an MGM casino in, I don't know, almost four years. So, because I haven't been to Vegas in that long and I've never been to MGM National Harbor. So that is basically reset. So can I now go to Borgata and play with my M-Life card and it's like I'm a totally different person? I'm assuming they will they will reconcile that data very quickly and be like, oh, this is the same asshole who comes and doesn't gamble at all at Borgata. But maybe I'm being optimistic and just sort of hoping that there's like a little bit of a reset button, like a little bit of like, oh, well, now he's gambling more. So it's let's give him a room at some point. Probably not, but that's my thought. Uh, yeah, may- maybe. I don't know. It's it's a uh, better chance than if they were just continuing on my Borgata Awards. Uh, but one of the things that's pretty clear is nobody knows how this is going to shake out. Nobody really knows. There's a lot of confusion about the levels because there are more levels in M-Life than in, in Borgata, which basically was just red and black and then, you know, super high roller. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens if people's comps are going to get better or worse. We have no clue. And that's the, the most asked thing on our Facebook on our Facebook group and everything AC Casinos is how is this going to affect my comps? We have no idea. Nobody has any idea. I mean, presumably somebody at M-Life, but yeah, we'll see as months play out and, and people start getting their comps if they're really pissed off. I think there's going to yeah. be some anger. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, if anything, if I had to guess, I'd say comps might get very slightly worse because perhaps some people that are in the MGM system, uh, especially MGM National Harbor, may start getting some comps at Borgata. And if they start taking some rooms, it might kind of filter down and some of the people who are borderline by getting some rooms might not get them anymore. But Yeah, and I think that's something that's kind of under or misunderstood with the comp system is they sort of set aside blocks of comped rooms. I mean, Caesars kind of has their crazy algorithm with sliding scales and whatever, but um, I think most casinos set aside blocks the same way that airlines set aside blocks of, of rates for fares. And certainly, you know, we've called resorts on dates when we supposedly have comped rooms, when we look at our flyer and they say, yeah, all those comped rooms are all booked up. And when you go to Borgata, like, I can't get an even a discounted room under my players club for Sunday. Like when I log in, it just tells me, no, you can't book, but I can go to helltales.com and book a room. So clearly there are blocks for like player tiers and everything. It's probably more complicated than airline rates, but I think you're onto something with, if they start giving things to MGM national Harbor and to other people in the area, they're opening, I think a casino in Massachusetts. If, if that invites people in similarly it's going to be the same kind of thing so that's enough m life talk we've talked about this thing to death you you can take the next two uh bullets here craig i don't really have any input on either of them Mm, helpful uh (laughs) (laughs) well there's not really that much to say about either of them so the, the first one is just this weekend um presuming we get this podcast up before this thing starts, which may not happen. Anime Next is, I think, mainly Friday and Saturday. I'm not sure if there's anything going on on Sunday, but it's a big anime convention at the Atlantic City Convention Center. Do you care at all about anime? No, I mean, it's fine, but I don't know anything about it. I'm 
not really that interested in anime. There are a couple shows that I've watched a little bit of, but they're not really like the mainstream current stuff. So I don't, an anime convention isn't something that would interest me, but it seems like it's going to be big. AC fan expo is sort of doing outreach around this, uh, Irish pub has been tweeting out saying that they're welcoming AC, uh, the anime next people to it. So it seems it's good to see that kind of cross promotion. It seems like it's a pretty big deal, pretty big convention. So that's cool. Uh, the other thing is that they're, they've announced a free boardwalk concert on Thursday, June 15th at 6 PM. It will be very strictly six to 8 PM because of some sort of noise laws or whatever at the Kennedy Plaza, which if you don't know what the Kennedy Plaza is, it's the big plaza directly in front of boardwalk hall. The like pseudo amphitheater thing or whatever. Yes. Yes, where like next to the putt putt course. (laughs) That's just what I was just going to say. The interesting thing to me, two interesting things. First is that there is a hint that this is a part of a series, and this has been a series in past years. Although I'm not sure if it happened the last couple years, but this is the only one that has been announced, and I can't find any sort of schedule about anything else of future uh, concerts this summer. The more interesting thing is that you can bring booze out on the boardwalk as long as it is in a cup, no cans or bottles, but you can stand out there with an open container of beer or wine, I suppose, and drink and listen to Grateful Dead covers for two hours on Thursday, June 15th. So if that's something that interests you, I will link to the information about it. I think this is kind of a cool thing. Um, I expect it's been totally overshadowed by the, the big beach concerts that Live Nation runs, but... You know, little things like this that kind of create a party atmosphere in Atlantic City on the boardwalk, I think, need to happen more often. Obviously, I also think that broader open container laws need to happen. Yep. (laughs) Um, So my main excitement was like, ooh, maybe this is the start of some inroads on that. But that's probably being overly optimistic. No, I think it's cool. I mean, even though it's not something that necessarily is going to get a ton of people out to the boardwalk is the kind of thing that if someone happens to be there and they're walking by they'll be like hey this is kind of cool maybe atlantic city is a cool place to be you know yeah i mean it's one of those things where it's if they could do something like this every week and you just knew like thursday at 6 p.m there's a free concert and i can stand out there with a beer and listen to some music like that's good for the city yeah the the benefit outweighs the cost (laughs) who knows but you know that's the kind of stuff that i like to see at least should we talk about MGM Caesars, which we had very little information on and still have very little information on, but yeah, maybe less baseless speculation now than a week ago. Uh, so if you didn't listen to last episode and haven't been following along with everyone on Twitter, Chris Christie sometime last week made a surprise announcement that MGM and Caesars are working together on a joint property. And that was it. That was all the information. Expect an announcement soon, he said. Uh, No specifics on what the property is, where it would be. We both, and I think most people, assumed Marina um, because that's where Harris and Porgata are, which are two big properties for those companies. And also MGM owns a ton of land between the two of them. And I think we went directly, and a lot of people went directly to the mega resort thing. Like, is this going to be a giant casino? That would be crazy. Is that even a reasonable thing to expect? And I think we got a lot of excitement and anticipation, and a lot of that has been dampened in the week since then. Um, so 
if you listen to the Atlantic City Story podcast, the latest uh, episode of that went back and found some MGM, um, some quotes from MGM people when they were first buying the Borgata, the remaining 50% stake in Borgata from Boyd, uh, saying that they were actually looking to use that land for entertainment and retail and that their interest in expansion was not in gaming. And so unless you think that the state takeover has just done such a kick-ass job in Atlantic City that now they're like, yeah, what we need is another giant, you know, we need Mirage Atlantic City and we're going to finally do that project. Like, it seems like that's not the way they were leaning. Um, Mike C. in our Facebook group uh, mentioned the possibility of an entertainment and retail complex, like an event venue maybe. Uh, and so Nicholas Huba in the Atlantic City Story podcast seemed to think that that was probably the way it was going to go just based on these previous things. My mind went to something like a Park uh, Vegas or Link Promenade thing since that's the type of development that they're doing in Vegas. It would make a lot of sense to now do that in Atlantic City, although I don't know how that works in the marina. I don't know if you have any thoughts about all of this. Do you? Th- are you still holding out hope for a giant mega mirage-like thing? Of course, but it seems like it's not going to happen, um, which is a bit disappointing to me, but only because... Just a new, brand new casino sounds awesome. Um, yeah, I don't think it would make the most business sense, though. And, and, and the things that people are talking about, whether it be retail or an arena or like whatever else, probably does make more sense for the city. And, and honestly, probably would be better for the city, too. But we're here because we love casinos, right, Craig? And a new shiny casino is incredibly awesome. But oh, well. Yeah, I mean, it just seems the partnership thing, like the odds that MGM and Caesars are going to get together on a casino seem really unlikely. I think part of our jumping to that conclusion is that Christie used the word property. And like to me, in casino terms, property means casino hotel or hotel in general. And I think you even said last episode, like they're not going to open a hotel without a casino. Right. But Which I stand by. Right. But it seems like this is not going to be a hotel, period. It's going to be right. some sort of space, some yep. sort of development. And calling it like a property, I think, is a little misleading. Um, I say that not knowing what it's going to be. And if they come out and say that it's going to be a giant casino, I would be floored. But I think like arenas, sort of like event center kind of thing, maybe like a big outdoor event center, something like the Link Promenade or the park is probably what you should be expecting. Um, if it's just like putting up a stage and coordinating off some space for an outdoor event center, that would literally be the most boring option possible other than just doing nothing. (laughs) So I hope it's not that I hope there's some other development around it, but hopefully we'll find out something soon. And this is not one of those things that just drops off the face of the earth and nobody ever asks anything about it again. (laughs) Yep. I mean, I agree on, on all accounts. So I I don't, it doesn't seem like the kind of thing that's going to drop off the face of the earth entirely, but who knows? It's certainly, we've gone through time periods in the past where everything dropped off the face of the earth. So yeah. Including, including stuff from big developers, you know? <laughs> yeah. As long as the trajectory of Atlantic city stays the way it's staying though, I, I suspect something will get done. 
Yeah. I mean, I expect they're both just looking at this big swath of land between them saying something should be here. <laughs> there should be something <laughs> not, for people who are making a giant parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. Not a big staff parking lot. Yeah. Uh, so should we move on to the main thing we wanted to talk about now that we're half an hour in or whatever we are? <laughs> I don't think we're quite. But yeah, let's do it. Uh, trip planning. The fun stuff. So when are we getting there? Uh, I'll I'll be there Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna take a bus that should get there around eleven thirty. So I'll beat you there. Mm-hmm. Then meet up, which we've talked about on Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. You have not figured out where you're staying at. Oh no, you booked just now. <laughs> I, I booked while I was on the call with you before we started. Yeah, and yet here I well, am. Well, I booked Sunday booked. night. I don't have a hotel for Monday yet, but. I'm only I'm, staying I'm, Sunday night. I'm staying at, at Harrah's because, like I said last episode, I, I only want to stay in the waterfront or Bayview. So a waterfront tower came available. So that's where I'm staying on Sunday. Yep. So I'm in Borgata with my brother. It should be my first stay at the Borgata. Although last time, last trip, I thought it was going to be that. And then I got horribly sick and that didn't happen. But hopefully this time it works out and I can finally get to stay at Borg. So I'm excited about that. Uh, so you'll be at Harris. We're all going to be very Marina centric for Sunday at the very least, which is also good because the meetup is at Golden Nugget. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything on your list that you're hankering to do this trip? Anything that you haven't done before? Anything that you were looking to do that you did before that you can't wait to do again? Besides, Not Gable. really. I, I actually have... A surprisingly little amount planned for this trip. I mean, clearly our, our Sunday is all kind of planned out, but yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do Monday. Yeah, you're going to have some time. Yeah. I'm going to guess you're going to gamble. Yeah. Probably a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, I expect I'll be gone. I'm probably looking at the 145 bus out of Bally's on Monday, so that'll mm-hmm. be sad. Yeah, we could probably but, do do like a nice lunch on Monday at least then. Yeah, I think we can fit in a good lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to figure out where to do that. But uh, I have a few things that I want to do. I do still want to sort of go up and check out Atlantic City Fan Expo on Sunday. I'll probably do that as soon as I get into town. I'll just walk up the boardwalk, maybe get my RC Cola from Peanut World, and mm-hmm. then walk to AC Fan Expo. Um, and... I had originally planned to spend or figured I would spend, you know, a couple hours there, but based on the review that Eric provided in our Facebook group, it does not seem like that is enough or that is uh way too much time to a lot for the Atlantic City Fan Expo in its current iteration. Uh it's still pretty early in the thing and they've clearly got some developing to do. Hopefully they do add a bunch more stuff. But right now, Eric said that basically the whole thing fits in and around the old poker room at the showboat. So if you know where that is, it's basically as soon as you walk in, I mean, it was a decent sized poker room, but it's not the size of a a convention. (laughs) Uh, So if you're expecting a big, a big con, that's not going to happen. So they moved the, uh, the land center, which you is the place you go to play video games down to the first floor. I think basically overlooking the beach, like looking right out onto the beach. So I'll probably go and check that out and just poke my head in look at some of the vendors. Um, I don't know if I'll even buy the bracelet or whatever to play any games at the land center. I guess it depends how much time I have to kill. Um, 
And then I kind of want to wander out on Steel Pier just to like go out and check it out. That'll take 10 minutes. But I had thought about trying to do Little Water Distillery on Sunday because they've opened up tastings on Sunday. They now also have vodka and rum to go along with their white cap whiskey. But I think it's probably just going to be too much to try to cram in before our meetup. So I don't think that's going to happen. I'll probably just head to Borg and drop off my stuff and then wander around Borg for a little bit on Sunday before the meetup. Sounds like loser talk. I, you, you, I think you can do it. Uh, I mean, I think if it's... you're going to get in at 11 something and you don't have to be anywhere till four. Yeah. So the, I think the sort of calculus in my head was like, do I really want to run through AC fan expo, grab a really quick lunch, go to the distillery, probably get more drunk than I want to be before the meetup where <laughs> I could probably drink a decent amount. Um, and then like rush and drop off my stuff and rush to the meetup. Or do I want to actually like relax, enjoy my time, go wander the boardwalk, check out the AC fan expo, hang out and do some gambling at the Borgata before the meetup. Um, and I think I'm leaning towards the more relaxing angle. I do want to check out the horse book at the race, the race book at Borgata, just go sit bet on a couple races which obviously only takes like half an hour <laughs> and then, you know, maybe grab a beer and sit around. Cause I just think, why, why is that a thing you want to do? I don't know. I think the race book looks kind of fun. Um, it's laid back. It's like a nice laid back way <laughs> to gamble without risking a ton of money. And that's the only option for me to do that on this trip would be Sunday. So that's the way I'm leaning just cause I yeah. think I want to check it out. You obviously, your, your plan sounds this. ridiculous to me, but I mean, I, I beat a pretty, party schedule i think most most days so it might just be a difference of i don't know how we feel about it but spending time at the race book sounds lame compared to going to little water yeah i mean it's not just the race book it's that i can it allows me to get like a more leisurely lunch like i can go Mm -hmm. get a decent lunch somewhere rather than just like scarfing down a slice of pizza or cheesesteak or something on the boardwalk get a more leisurely drunk instead of (laughs) instead of a really fast incredibly wildly drunk yeah that seems like a good plan. <laughs> and like if I like if I really want the rum or whatever from Little Water, I can just go to the liquor store at at Tropicana or Resorts, the time for wine, <laughs> and buy yeah. it there. So I mean I do want to do the tasting room at some point. I'm just thinking maybe that's a better thing for a future trip when I have a little more time and I'm not rushing around. Well when's our when's our future trip gonna be, Craig? August? Yeah, probably. I think that'll probably be my I, I think august should probably work i mean just something to keep in mind is we've got a big work project that's supposed to be at the end of july so assuming that goes off as planned i think august is fine but if it doesn't then i probably can't do august and august would be the last month i'll be able to do for a while because unbeknownst to the podcast listener my wife is pregnant right now with our second due at the end of september so uh Anything after August is going to be a no-go, and I probably won't be able to go for the rest of the year after that, just because we'll have a newborn in the house. Yeah, I think you're going to be on uh, AC sabbatical for a little while. Yeah, so I think I think the next trip after the next trip, you'll have to hold down the fort for, for us. You mean I'll have to go? Yeah. Well, I typically do my like anniversary trip if that doesn't get delayed months and months and mm-hmm. months so i expect i'll go in december or january um, no, you need to go in december or january like also just to go 
There might be like one or two of our friends that would go with you. It's possible. But I expect I'll go with my wife. Uh, it's not the same. It's a different trip, but it's still fun. It's, I agree <laughs> it's not the same, but sometimes the same is not the best. Anyways, uh, what else should we talk about? Meals, stuff we want to eat. You probably do not plan this stuff out in advance. I've been sitting here writing up potential itineraries in my head um, and in Google Sheets <laughs> for the last week. But uh, is there any place that you're trying to go to eat or do you think we're going to mostly be grabbing drunk food after the meetup and yeah, not wanting after, to eat all hungover on Monday morning? <laughs> after the meetup, I suspect we're just going to go somewhere quick and, and fast. But, I mean, that would be my guess. I suspect we'll get out of there late-ish and not want to do a real dinner. I mean, that sounds pretty bad considering we'll have been drinking and all that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I see one of the things you mentioned here is iron room. I'd love to go to iron room at some point, uh, maybe Monday. Um, but yeah, no, I don't really have any plans. I think the iron room is closed Monday. Uh, is it closed on Mondays? I'm pretty sure that is the case, mm. but, uh, I'll obviously be gone Monday, so I don't have the <laughs> the option to go on Monday. But uh, in my head, where I want to go is something like local but not super fancy, just because if we're drunk, super fancy doesn't sound great. So I'm thinking more like, you know, Back Bay Ale House, but that's in my mind. And in reality, I'm sure I – or not sure, but I expect we won't want to cab somewhere after our – yeah, Meetup. no, I agree. And that's a big problem. Like that for me is the biggest disadvantage of staying on in the marina. I mean, that's part of the reason that um, I prefer staying on the boardwalk is that you just have so much more available to you in to, to get to without cabin. I mean, really, the marina, like for 99% of people, if you don't want to cab, you're stuck in the resort you're physically in and that is your only option. And for the 1% that's willing to walk to one of the other resorts, like maybe the next one over, or if you're in Harris, you could walk either to Borg or uh golden nugget. I mean, there's, there is that, but still, I mean, there's just not nearly as many options as if you're on the boardwalk. But if you want to talk about logistics, say there's three of us and we want to go to somewhere that's either in the boardwalk area or mm -hmm. like, in Gardner's Basin or over by where Iron Room is, it's probably, you know, what, three bucks each? Yeah. <laughs> each way the cabs is. Well, I mean, it's not. I mean, the thing with cabs that I don't like is that it's not the cost. I mean, it costs almost nothing. It's just the, the hassle. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because it's, it's pretty convenient, but I do... Cause you just walk out and usually there's a cab yeah. right there. But in my yeah. mind, I am like, uh, cab, I got a cab somewhere that sucks. But like, you know, we've cab places. It's fine. It's quick. It's, it's fine. But I, I far, far, far prefer walking. Yeah. But you know, back Bay, Vagabond, those are places I've had on my list. Wingcraft. Although I can't imagine we'd go all the way to boardwalk area, but, um, I expect we're just going to end up grabbing something at Borgata Harris or golden nugget. That would be my preference, I think. Well, so I would have thought that, except like the casual dining at Bo at Nugget, at the very least, I find totally uninspiring and mm -hmm. limited. I mean, there's like a noodle place, uh, cafe type 
they call it a brasserie, but it's basically your classic casino cafe. And then just like a sandwich, like whatever you want to call it, like takeout sandwich place. And the reviews of the noodle place and the brasserie are not very good. So I'm not so psyched about that option. And then even Borg, like their sort of casual, casual stuff is not that exciting to me until you get up to like Izakaya, which is fairly casual. I mean, that's fine. Um, and then Harris has like AC burger company and other stuff like Harris has more casual stuff than the others, I think, but I would prefer to do something different and more exciting. I just don't know if we're going to be up for it. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to tell you right now, my preference will probably be not to cab somewhere on Sunday. I mean, I think just after the meetup, we're not going to be in the mood for it, but well, I will not be in the mood for it. I'm sure Paul will be in the mood for it. He'll be kind of in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps. Um, so one thing about the Iron Room, since we mentioned the Iron Room, is that Paul went uh, just this past Sunday. He texted me afterwards saying, it's not just so good I want to go back if we come back to AC. It's so good it makes me more likely to come back to AC. So he had a glowing review. He said, very, very interesting food, very well done, right up his alley, which is sort of like unique food that you – don't see it a lot of places like it's not just like oh this place made a really good steak it's like really unique meals prepared um specific to that place so he loved iron room so definitely some place that i want to go i mean it's been on our list for a long time and we haven't made it uh, i just don't think that this is going to be the trip it's probably not a place that you want to go when you're multiple beers or cocktails deep it's it's no uh Tony's Baltimore Grill. No, Tony's Baltimore Grill. That was that was we, the perfect place to go when we were all drunk last time. Yeah, after the after copious that was the, of our pong. first meetup, right? Yeah, yeah, that was the perfect like there, if that was on the marina, that was that's where we'd end up. Yeah, it was it was amazing. The, literally the perfect drunk food. So yeah, we have no plans for for Sunday after meetup meal. It's possible we end up just getting some sort of food at the deck <laughs> and not even really feeling like we need a, a legit meal, but we'll see what happens. Paul's probably listening to this and just cringing. Um, <laughs> uh, any other meals that you're trying to do? I mean, we've talked about doing things like pick a lily Irish pub, going back to Tony's Baltimore grill. when we have our faculties about us a little more. Yeah. Um, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if I did pick a lily and our Irish pub. I actually need to reach out to Bill and Eleanor and see if they want to, maybe I'll, I'll see if they're going to be around on, or at least one of them will be around on Monday. Maybe I'll try to meet up with one of them and get some wings. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Wingcraft. I've been to Wingcraft. Really liked it. That would be an option for Monday lunch, possibly. I don't know. I have to be back on the boardwalk for my bus. So that area. We could do pick a lily for Monday lunch. We could. We could do we could do that. We could do something at Trop, like we do Bar Olan, whatever that's Tony, called. Tony's Baltimore Grills at Trop. We could do that too. Yeah, there are <laughs> lots of options. Twenty four hours, so there's lots of options. Um you know, the the new Jose Garces restaurants at Trop I've wanted to try, so that would also be an option. Um we'll have to see how we're feeling on Monday. Uh and then well Sunroom at Borgata is someplace that I've wanted to try also and since I'm staying I expect I will fit that in at some point. I'll have lots of opportunities between lunch Sunday, breakfast Monday, lunch Monday. So I plan to get that in at some point. 
So I think that covers restaurants pretty much. Bars, obviously, we're going to do the deck. Uh, I'll probably wander through Borgata's Beer Garden, although now I've seen lots of pictures and video, and it pretty much looks like a pool bar. It doesn't look really, to me, it doesn't look that much like a beer garden, probably because it's at a pool. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I'll wander through and check it out. Going to the beer garden and then going to the deck seems very redundant, so I will not probably not spend much time at the beer garden, but I just want to go see it mm. are you gonna your your focus seems to not be very much on bars i would expect most of your drinking will be done on the casino floor yep uh i want to do b bar that's something i want to do when i'm at borg go play some full pay video poker yeah bar yeah, top you weren't there when we did our meetup at b bar and by our meetup i mean me and eric yeah it's a meetup it's two people yeah, meeting it was up, cool. literal yeah it was sweet <laughs> um i've never played bar top video poker so what yeah, isn't that insane? Oh, that, that, what? Yeah, it makes no sense. I've never no, done it. I want to do it. It's going to happen. Blowing. Uh, what, so now that we've moved to gambling from eating and drinking, anything you want to do, make sure you do gambling-wise? Obviously, you're going to do craps, video poker, and pie go tiles. What else? Um, I, I don't think video poker is like an every trip thing. I will absolutely do craps and pie go tiles, though, yes. You're crazy that you're saying video poker you don't do every trip. I... I I do that for you, I think, more, Craig. Like, what? when I go by myself, I never... Really? I very rarely play video poker. Oh, uh, video poker is the thing that I do, first thing I do when I sit down. I know. That's... Well, I, I do it to hang out with you. I don't... Ah, uh-huh, I see. Find now any I know. particular joy in it. Oh, I love it. Video uh-huh. poker is, like, the only thing that makes me interested in online gambling. Do Otherwise, you, I don't give a shit about do any of it. diamond in a day and then see if you ever want to play video poker again. That is a good point. You did sit in a machine for about like eight hours. To get eight hours in a row without moving. Yeah. Without moving. Did you even get and up I'm, to pee? Yeah, I did a few times. Nice. I mean, when you're good times. drinking a lot of beers while you do diamond in a day <laughs> to lower your, or increase the house edge as much as possible, <laughs> you got to get up and pee. Seems smart. <laughs> uh, I've been looking a little bit at Ultimate Texas Hold'em on Wizard of Odds and the strategy for that. It seems interesting. Like, it seems a little more fun than, say, three-card poker. Uh, don't play that shit. Yeah, don't play that shit. So I took a, <laughs> I got a Groupon for a poker class. I don't think I've ever told this story. Um, for a poker class in New York uh, at a place called School of Cards, I think is, is what it's called. Um, just like a beginner's poker class. Basically, an excuse to sit around and drink um, with some random people. And they just go through like really quickly the basic rules and then talk about some strategy. And the first question the guy asked when we all sat down is like, who has ever played poker at a casino? And a couple of people raised their hand and one guy raised his hand and was like, well, I've played, you know, some casino, some poker games at the casino. Um, and he's like, well, what kind of games do you mean? And he's like, oh, you know, like three card and four card poker. And the instructor just looked very sullen and was like, don't play that shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so... I think that's a good description of three card and four card poker. Good advice for three card and four card poker. Four card poker for me is is much more fun than three card poker. Oh, I hate it. Four card? Uh, Yeah, I really don't like it. Why? I don't. It's just I don't like either of them really. But three card card is the definition of awful. (laughs) It's you look at your hand and then you're like, oh, do I have whatever queen six two or better or whatever the. Is it queen six four? Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. Like, do I have this hand or better? I mean, it's just it's terrible. So, not a fan is what you're saying. Yeah, it's like a slot machine, basically, <laughs> right? 
Yeah, and and the thing that annoys me about both of those games and about Ultimate Texas Hold'em, I'm sure I'll be annoyed about it, is I don't like games where you put out your first bet and then it's like, oh, you think you might win? You better put out more money or you have to put out more money or you'll get nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, I guess that's fairly common now with, with all these games, but to me it's still annoying. And then the other part of that is the dealer has to qualify. So you can have some dominating hand that you're like, oh, I'm going to get paid, and then one of your bets doesn't pay out or pushes <laughs> because the dealer has garbage. Classic. Yeah. Classic Caribbean stud. And, yeah, so that's just really annoying because even when you think, like, oh, I'm about to win a ton of money, it sucks. Mm-hmm. But really quickly, and I'm sure I'm going to butcher this because I don't have the rules in front of me, uh, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, if you've never played it. I have not. Um, they deal you cards uh two cards and then deal out you can and i think from your when you first have two cards you can either say you're going to raise it four times or three times um and it's like a whatever anti and play bet just like three card poker to start out with then you can multiply your bet three times or four times on that in pre-flop the flop comes out and then you can do it two times and then they do the turn in the river at the same time so they flip two more cards and you can do it one times your bet meaning like the play i think it's called the play is like what you actually have to bet to win <laughs> uh to see cards uh is one time your anti-bet um i'm sure i've butchered that horribly but that's generally the gist of the betting structure and so if you have a really dominant hand you want to bet a lot pre-flop because you want to get the most money back um one of the bets pays scaled based on how good your hand is like if it's four of a kind it's really good if it's whatever straight flush you get some big multiplier uh the house edge is relatively low i think for ultimate Texas hold'em like lower than other carnival type games like three card poker so i think that's a big part of why it's popular and then the other big thing is that it looks like texas hold'em or plays a little bit like texas hold'em and that's the big popular casino game so people see it as something familiar that's easy to pick up um, so I want to try it. I think there's a very, very good chance that 10 minutes in, I'm going to be like, this game blows and just leave and go back to Pygo Poker or Pygo Tiles. But I want to check it out. I haven't played. I've been in my same video poker, Pygo Poker, Pygo Tiles, craps. Like, that's it. I don't even play Blackjack anymore. So I want to, you know, try some different stuff a little bit. Oh, and slots. Yeah. Yeah. Well, teach me how to play. I'll play with you, man. Okay. I don't. I should probably learn to play better myself, but. I use the Wizard of Odds simulator. It's pretty good. It tells you when you mess up, which is all the time, because I don't know what the heck I'm doing. But it's pretty easy to get the hang of. I just don't... The strategy... I'll probably never memorize the, the strategy. Like they're, It's very specific about, like, oh, if you have this, you should do the max raise. If you have this, you should do the smaller raise or whatever. But And it seems like you should stay in a lot of the time. So you're just... And then that also means that you're going to lose more money. But win more when you win, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how this yeah. works, the math thing. Takes money to make money. Gambling. Scared money don't make no money is what I'm told. That's right. That was what I was told on the casino floor at Bally's. Uh, which I think – was I not – oh, I think I was betting like a lower denomination than was possible on the machine. Not that I was not max betting. I hope that I would not have been not max betting at a video poker machine. Yeah. But that was like random, one of my first trips. The random heckler walk it, walking yeah. around the floor was not impressed. Yeah. But it was like one of my first two trips. It's possible that I was betting a quarter hand at video poker. 
and he was giving me shit for it, which right, rightfully so in retrospect. Yeah. Uh, so you have no thoughts on on new games that you want to try? You haven't been doing a bunch of simulators and figuring out, you know, what awesome games you want to play? No. You haven't been looking at the slot inventory at every casino and figuring out what you want to play? <laughs> uh, you are the slot man, my friend. <laughs> Apparently the slot and video poker. So you're just not a machines guy at all then? No. Interesting. Because I always thought of you as a video poker guy. It's like I barely even know you. Yeah. Uh, there's a new Simpsons slot at the Borgata, uh, which was first at the Borgata. Don't let anybody tell you that Vegas had it first. Uh, if you read our Twitter, you'll notice that I had a little conversation with somebody who was laughing at Atlantic City because we didn't get the Simpsons slot. Um, we were getting Space Invaders instead, when in fact we did get the Simpsons slot, uh, which Paul actually played and said was a lot of fun. Um, so it's a new Simpsons slot at Borgata. I want to try that. I don't really have any information about it. It's a giant slot machine. It's got Simpsons characters. It seems fun. Sounds like something worth trying. Yeah, I mean, I'll put $20 in the slot machine. I sure. don't hate slots, but I don't have the love for them that you do. I don't know that I love them. I love really bad slots. Like, I want my slot... Like Damn Lumberjack Beavers? Yeah, I mean, Damn Lumberjack Beavers like, is terrible. And, and Seal the Deal is terrible. But they're trapped in time. Like, the new big giant slots are not as exciting to me. I mean, some of the Wonka machines are fun, I guess. I yeah. oddly find Let's Make a Deal fun, even though you're always getting shafted. In the, not Let's Make a Deal. Again, I did this last time I brought up this game. Um, deal or no deal. Fun, even though you're definitely getting shafted. Um, you probably should just be taking the deal after, like, the first, first whatever, first offer, because you're just getting, like, it's just popping the biggest biggest numbers after that. But, uh... Yeah, generally I like the sort of stupid slots that look like they're from 1991. Um, like No, you like the slots course. from like 2001. I like the slots. I like three real slots. Those are my favorite. No, I don't like three real slots. Too much losing. Too much like just here's 20 bucks. Huh. Literally the don't even win a quarter. The new slots are awful. You quarter. will bet a dollar and you win 10 cents every spin. Yeah, see, I prefer and that. And that is the worst thing ever. <laughs> see, I prefer that it's to... actually to... enraging. <laughs> but those are the slots that are popular because people lose slower. <laughs> when you win, you win way less. But you get, you know, you bet a dollar and you get like 35 cents back. Versus yes. like, you put $20 in, you bet one twenty-five a spin. And like, every spin, you don't get anything back. Maybe you get like one credit once and your $20 is gone. That's not as fun. It's more fun when you hit and you win, you know, hundreds of dollars. Yeah. We're very different in our gambling. I think, mm-hmm. if anything, this episode has hammered home that. It's like we're two different people with different desires. That doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound like something that, that is true about people. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we spend so much time together in, in AC in Vegas. In, well, not Vegas. We spend so much time together in Atlantic City. <laughs> uh but, I mean, we do. There's a lot of overlap. We both like craps. We both like pagao poker and pagao tiles. Are you going to play like some craps with me, man? You, do yeah. You, do you like craps? Because it seems like it makes you nervous. Uh, What do you mean? I don't know. I, I mean, mean I it seems like whenever we play when craps, we like half the time you like will play once and then you're like, I'm done. Oh, well, I mean, if I lose you know, my buy-in really quickly, then yeah, I'm done. 
I mean, I don't like to rebuy in and then like you know half my trip's budget is gone in in an hour or twenty minutes. That sucks. It's crap. It just feeling. seems like whenever we play craps, like a lot of the time, like a very high percentage of the time, it is me playing craps and you watching. Oh uh, yeah, I mean that's just kind of more the way I am in general. I mean, I think for me it's probably more that I don't. That's more of a a function of me bringing less money than you do on a trip. <laughs> Right, because I don't want. I'm not. I'm more reluctant to do something that's going to eat up a big chunk of my money. And crabs is just more likely to eat up a big chunk chunk of the money that I brought with me. So I just do a lot more wandering and watching in general than you do. Yeah. Like I don't think you have any interest in standing around and watching somebody gamble. No, at zero. <laughs> Whereas I'm totally fine. Like I'm totally fine watching somebody play craps. Like craps is fun to watch. But uh, no, I like playing. It's just my capacity for losing is low. Craps is good. Yeah, I'm I'm in for some craps. It's a fun game. Yeah, uh, I lose every time I play, except s- with Doctor Mike. Super bouncy tables there, so. at the board. <laughs> yeah, so you're gonna lose. Yeah, those those board tables are awful. They are the bounciest. Uh, we should just bet the don't. Don't don't don't. Have you ever bet the don't? I don't think so. I don't. I've definitely never bet the don't. Do you? Are you morally opposed to it, or you just think it's nope. more fun to bet the pass? I just like betting the pass. I think. Didn't I talk? Were you on that email chain with me and Paul? Yeah, where we were talking about this. Yeah. So say it yeah, for the I podcast. Mean, basically, I like variance. I mean, it's why I like things like three real slots, probably, um, and craps. Like, I think we've just gotten to the heart of how you and I differ as gamblers, <laughs> right? A bit more than you do. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the, the thing with the pass is like you will lose a little bit more often. Like you'll have like you know, three rolls in a row where someone will set a point and crap out and then you lose whatever your, your line bet and your odds and all your place bets and everything. And it sucks. But then, you know, someone will just have a huge roll and it's like the greatest thing in the world. Whereas I feel like if you bet the don't like it's harder to go on one of those big downswings though. It's still certainly possible, I guess, but I don't know. It's just like, you know, Right. The house edge is comparable between the two. It's a little bit better on the don't, but it's very slight. And I'd just rather be betting the pass. I mean, that's that's it. I want people to like me, so I bet the pass. I think that's the mm-hmm. main reason I bet the pass. Um, but it's just, I mean, the reason I like craps is that it's a social game where everybody's like, yeah. I mean, I'm a pretty subdued person when I'm gambling, but uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not usually not jumping around and stuff unless I'm drunk. But I like being at the table when everybody's excited and pumped up because there's a really good roll, and I don't want to be the asshole sitting there yeah. and don't like mm, I'm losing money. Like that's not fun. I mean, uh, there's some of that for me too. And I, I, I mean, I don't think the variance actually honestly matters. Like you're going to have good runs and bad runs with both. Obviously, if the pass line is winning, then the don't is not. So I mean, it probably evens out in the long run. But uh, I don't know. Just betting the don't's not something that ever interested in me. I'm not superstitious at all, so I don't have any reason to switch back and forth between them. So I just play the pass. Yeah. So my brother's point in that email that you mentioned is, like, he's just playing hunches, which is the way that's fun to him to play. It obviously mm-hmm. doesn't yeah, – he's that's not fine. making, like, bad bets. It's just like, I no. think this guy's going to suck. And mm-hmm. it, it just so happened that at Horseshoe, the person he thought was going to suck was you. It was me. <laughs> and he was right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I agree completely. Like that's that's why I don't like crap systems because I feel like it's too formulaic, and at that point it's like 
what am I even doing? I might as well just be playing a simulator on my phone, I guess, except that there's money involved. But, like, that's not fun. It's fun to be like, ooh, I think I'm going to bet this right now. And that's why craps is fun, because there's a ton of bets on the table. And mm-hmm. it's why people like roulette, right? They can be like, mm, I think red this time. I think these four numbers, which roulette is a terrible game. But craps, you know, you get all these crazy options, and so it's fun to mix it up. So there were a couple trips where I was just playing, like, six and eight, pass, whatever multipliers on on the pass line backing it up. And it's like, that's just not fun. Like that's not a fun way to play to me. Uh, but it is funny because low variance, like I love night, like jacks are better, which is a boring game, but I can sit in front of a machine and play jacks are better for hours on end. So, so I actually did. I, it's not that I dislike video poker. It's that I liked video poker a lot as a way to get comps and casinos have basically closed yes. that avenue. Like that's not a thing you can do anymore. It's definitely true. So then it's like, I'd rather just be playing table games. So yeah, that's a good point. I, I enjoy the actual game, which I don't know what that says about me um, because it's, it's objectively like a pretty boring game. Uh, <laughs> the most boring, but I have a game on my phone right now that is like, a fake Tetris, right? I think it's called like 1010 or something. And it's a terribly designed game. Like it's just set up in a way that like whether you win or lose is so much more based on the random block sets it gives you at a time because it gives you like four blocks at a time than your actual skill and ability to arrange them in any way. And like that sucks. Like it's just you're just doing it to kill time. And I've been like, I should delete this. But I still play it every day on the way to work because it's just, like, something to look at and do. That's, like, video poker. And it's, like, it's just there. It's mindless. You do it. I don't know why I find it fun. I don't know why I find this stupid game on my phone fun. But it's a thing. That's it. Deep, deep insights from me on the podcast. Yeah. I think that added nothing to the conversation. But I said it anyway. Perfect. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Par for the course. So you've got you're gonna have a full like twenty four hours in Atlantic City after I'm gone. Uh, a little less probably. If you're leaving at two or whatever, I, I'm probably gonna leave before lunchtime on yeah. Tuesday. But so what you, so you may try to meet Bill and Eleanor from Route Forty. Who actually? No, I mean, a, I, I don't. Know, I just popped into my yeah, head. I will message there. them on Facebook after sure. this. Well, they have an event tonight actually, which yeah, us announcing Water, this right? good. But yeah, at Little Water, them and Breaking AC. It uh, looks kind of cool. I want one of them shirts, those uh, Route 40 shirts. I'm going to have to see how I can – who do I have to pay off to get a Route 40 shirt? Uh, probably Bill or Eleanor. Probably. <laughs> yeah, that would be my guess. Um, so, that, yeah, it was like a sort of news, whatever, lo- local news, independent local news event. It seemed kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and we're better to do that than at a whiskey, whiskey distillery. It seems mm-hmm. like a a cool thing. Hopefully a bunch of people went and had a good time. Yeah. Got free shirts and we'll be pimping them all throughout Atlantic City. Anything else you're trying to do? Anything else you want to mention about the trip? Looking forward no. to it? Are you pumped? I'm, yeah, I'm super excited. I I feel like I need it. Like it's just been – I need the do-over because the last trip was so crappy. I've said that so many times on the Literally. podcast, but the last trip was awful for me. Like it was a really bad trip. I had a good time. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad that I didn't drag everybody else down or get anyone else sick because I would feel really bad about that. But for me, it was just like even the times that I managed to get out of the room and like fight through it and gamble, it was like I'm only doing this because I feel like I have to or I feel like I should. <laughs> um, hopefully there's none of that this time. 
and I'll enjoy it. Yeah. I'm sure I will. I hope so. And we'll be meeting you fine folks at the Golden Nugget at 4 p.m., um, hopefully playing some outdoor blackjack, which sounds like an awesome time. That'll get me back into blackjack. I should brush up is on it, my basic strategy. Do we know? Ooh, good question. I hope so. I will we not did, be playing outdoor blackjack if it is not. We did get a report from Ed, I think, that a bunch of suckers at uh, at Harrow's were filling up the six to five tables. That's not what we like to hear. No, don't do that. Don't um, play that shit. But I think, you know, places like Harrah's, probably, well, probably the deck at Golden Nugget. <laughs> um, certainly, like, around the club at Golden Nugget, around the club at Borgata, they're going to be much more prone to six to five where it's a bunch of people who are there to do other things and not to gamble. Uh, you know, the six to five tables at Caesars are up by dusk nightclub. So, Oh God, I hope this doesn't spread. I mean, I'm not a big blackjack player. I just, it's just such a bad message to send to the gamblers who come to Atlantic city to play and it's not Vegas. So I don't know. You're, it is it's not it's like, certainly not the strip. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not making 70% of their money on food and alcohol. Nope. So, like, screwing your bread and butter, which is the gamblers, seems like a bad idea. But I th- I have a feeling that, like, there are enough casinos like Bally's and resorts that just can't do this, that it will that it will push back. Or at least, like, 3-2 will always be available. But maybe that's mm-hmm. naive. So, bef- before we sign off, uh, just something you mentioned reminded me of. I did a bunch of research. Uh, I was going to try to put something together, maybe actually an article on our website or something like that about how the pilot bill is incredibly stupid because it only taxes the gaming revenue and all these casinos are, are changing their business models to try to make less money from gaming and more money from room and board essentially. Yeah. And, and other fees. And so I started doing some research into it to put it together and actually, in Atlantic City, um, they really aren't. They casinos now compared to like five or six or seven years ago make more money as a percentage in gaming than they used to. So really, I, I don't know what to say about that. Wow, I mean, well, part of that is that five or six years ago we were still in the dark days of true, true, and, and that probably that probably City. is it. But yeah, it's just a discretionary income thing. But I'm shocked that that has not yeah. moved more to other stuff that's really surprising because i was like this is a good idea like this is probably why all the casinos i mean it made perfect sense to me in my head and then i i started looking at the data and i was bummed out i mean so that's in a weird way that idea down the toilet that's almost a more interesting story because it's just so surprising <laughs> <laughs> like your hypothesis got totally boned it did that's great it did interesting stuff i expect yeah. to see a 2000 word article <laughs> on doforwin.com uh within a week of when we get back from Atlantic City. Um, yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah, it's not going to happen probably. Yeah. But All right, is good there data. Else talk about? No, I think it's time to wrap this thing up. All right. So I, I've done enough talking for one night. <laughs> it was yeah, no, it's good. Um all right, so if you're interested in talking with us or with any of our listeners, getting any of your questions about Atlantic City or Atlantic City casinos, East Coast casinos, just gambling questions in general answered, you can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Um, how many members are we up to? It's quite quite a few, right? 730, I think. 
Nice. Yeah, it's pretty good. Nice. Probably more uh, people than actually listen to the podcast, but right, still good. You could you can find our our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, and did you ever post the last episode on YouTube? I didn't because I couldn't get into my office where I have video editing software, so mm-hmm. it never went up. But so not not YouTube. No YouTube. Or on doforawin.com, where you can also find any of the other content like we just talked about posted. Uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter at do for a win or send questions to do for a win at gmail.com. And hopefully we will be seeing a lot of you guys on Sunday. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yep. And we'll, we'll talk to you guys after the trip, maybe next week or the week after. Have you tried you can't, do anything on the Borg website now? Have you tried since the changeover? No. If you log in, they're like, you can't. No, don't come here. <laughs> Literally, do not come to our casino. Yeah. <laughs>